Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're talking about the truth about abortion, and we want to look at this idea of what is abortion. Uh, when we're using that word pro-life, pro-choice, pro-abortion, what are we talking about? Uh, and uh, when does life begin? We want to look at that on today's episode. And so as we think about the definitions that you may find in a dictionary, that you may find on a website, a blog post, uh, many of these definitions can be misleading. What do you mean by that? Well, here's a few definitions. We'll read these and then we'll point out how they may be, or not how they may be, how they are misleading. All right, Oxford Dictionary says this uh, abortion is this, is deliberate termination of a human pregnancy, most often p- performed during the first 28 weeks of pregnancy. Okay? And then Planned Parenthood has this abortion is a medical procedure that ends pregnancy. All right, there's two definitions that would be easily accessible. First, probably first couple hits you see is you would search it. Now, what is wrong with these definitions? If anything is wrong, well, you hear is the deliberate termination of a human pregnancy. All right, that wordage or that uh, verbiage is a little vague. Uh, abortion is a medical procedure that ends pregnancy. What is pregnancy? Well, they're missing some key words here. How about taking a life? It's a choice, not a deliberate term. It's a choice to end a life. It is the killing of the unborn. It only talks about ending a pregnancy. You say, why why that verbiage? Well, uh, many on that side of pro-abortion, pro-choice want to numb down the violency of what an abortion is, the reality of it. They want to make it as nonviolent as possible. Here's another uh Uh, definition. And this word keeps popping up uh, a lot when I was doing some research. It says an abortion is an early termination of a pregnancy, which can happen spontaneously, as in the case of a miscarriage, or can happen when the pregnancy is ended by medical or surgical means. What is this definition implying? It's implying when it says spontaneously that God is causing uh, abortions. It is God that's doing this. An abortion is an early termination of a pregnancy, which can happen spontaneously. What do you mean spontaneously? And now they're trying to allude to some uh, medical issues that a pregnant uh, uh, mother would have. Uh, but abortion does not happen spontaneously. Abortion is a choice that is made to terminate or take a life of the unborn. You see, words have meaning with which we communicate our thought. You see, definitions How we understand what a word means makes up our beliefs. It's how we understand, and it's how we communicate via words what we believe. So our beliefs and thoughts are based upon words. So words are very important. We're not just trying to play semantics here. Uh, But the other side is playing semantics. They're trying to numb down. They're trying to leave it, perform during the typically performed during the first 28 weeks of pregnancy. It doesn't mean always. Some of them perform what? Post-birth. So it's not always there. So words are very important. So what would be an accurate definition? How can we try to word it in a way that would be clear? Well, abortion is any elected medical procedure or medication that deliberately ends the life of an unborn human being. 
So any elected medical procedure or medication that deliberately ends the life of an unborn human being, that is abortion. Abortion is killing the killing of the unborn human life. So we must understand, as they were implying, miscarriage is not an abortion. Miscarriage is not some spontaneous abortion. Right? That's different than abortion. An ectoptic present pregnancy is not abortion. We hear words like this medical abortion versus elective abortion. All abortion is elective. Every woman makes the decision to carry the baby or to have an abortion. Now, as I'm going on, I just want to stop real quick as we continue to move through this because we'll look next uh, week at the biblical basis. But if you're listening and you have gone through with an abortion, I'm not here to shame. I'm not here to guilt you. I want you to understand as we're going to look, there is great healing and forgiveness in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, you are not done. You've not, I mean, I just want you to understand that as we go through, we're going to look at the truth and the facts about abortion. Yes, we can't get away from that. But if you have gone through, there is healing and there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ to where you can find uh, release, freedom from any guilt or any shame for any decision you've made, and he will heal you and free you so that you can move forward in life. So I just want to make sure we're clear on that, and we'll talk in more detail about that on Tuesday. So please uh, tune in to that episode so we can give some more clarity to that. But as we think about the idea of medical abortion, abortion versus elective abortion, we must understand all abortion is elective. Um, every woman makes that decision to carry the baby or not. Um, nobody forces that on her. Now, the pro-choice side likes to use semantics to dull the effects of abortion to make it sound common, as common and nonviolent as possible. So when we think about abortion, what would be some of the top reasons women give for aborting a child? This is very interesting when you hear the top reasons. Uh, one, they're not ready to become a parent yet. And because of that, they don't want to have the child. It's not a good time in their life to have a baby. They want to finish school, focus on work, or achieve other goals before having a baby. They're not in a relationship with someone they want to have a baby with. Only 1% responded because of rape or incest. And that's very interesting. We're going to talk about this as we get a little bit further down the road. But the main reasons are given are really for convenience sake. And we mentioned earlier an ectoptic pregnancy. Um, some doctors try to refer to this as a, a medical abortion. That terminology will be used. Um, one doctor with a uh, pregnant mother we know tried to refer to it as a spontaneous abortion. Again, trying to pin God as responsible for that. But we understand ectoptic pregnancy is not an abortion. It's a medical procedure uh, because the embryo uh, cannot live. Um, it is no longer alive. So this is not taking a living uh, child or human being and removing it. This is a pregnancy that is ended um, in a certain way that can also be harmful to the mother. So when does life begin? We'll conclude here over the next couple minutes. Well, many of us will say, yes, life begins at conception. And this used to be the big argument. This used to be the big uh, burden of proof that believers needed to uh, state. How do we show that life begins at conception? Because that's very important uh, for us to understand where we stand, how we view uh, what we would do with that living human being after conception. Uh, but with all the advancements of DNA, almost all bioethicists agree that life begins at conception. 
It's interesting that each cell in the human body uh, has 46 chromosomes except for one, and that is the reproductive cell, which contains 23. So when a man and a woman come together and conception happens, uh, the egg and the sperm, each containing 23 uh, chromosomes, come together to form one cell, a one cell life. They come together and there is one cell containing 46 chromosomes. And this is when conception happens. Of course, yeah, that's when they come together, but that's when life begins. Nancy Piercy said this, an embryo has a full set of chromosomes and DNA. It is a complete and integral individual capable of internally directed development in a seamless continuum from fertilization. And so really all the beauties of science now uh, have backed up or come alongside what many uh, Christians have been saying that life begins at conception from a biblical standpoint, a biblical view. Now science lines up with that. So really uh, when life began used to be the big battle or the argument for pro-life, but this is not really the focus or the issue much anymore. With all the advancements in science and genetics, to be pro-life is to be on the side of science and reason. And honestly, uh, it is actually abortion that is anti-science, as we'll look at. So to say that life does not begin at conception is really going against science and what is known as from empirical uh, evidence, empirical facts. And so the issue is not whether the unborn is a the issue is now not whether life begins at conception, but the issue is whether the unborn is a person or not. And we're going to talk about how uh, this divide of personhood is driving um, the uh, whole abortion view, how it's uh, driving many other issues in our culture. Um, but we're also going to look at it, how it creates inequality. And that's a huge issue that we would say a human being becomes a person. And when they're a person, they receive certain rights. They only become this when they become a certain size or they become uh, at a certain level of development or they become at a certain in a certain environment, not in the womb or outside of the womb. Or they become a person with certain rights when they become uh, not dependent on someone. And we're going to look at how this uh, does not follow through logically um, and bring some severe implications and some other situations. And so this is the truth about abortion. The definition, how we talk about it is very important. Uh, next Monday or Tuesday, I'm sorry, we'll look at the biblical basis for abortion. What does God say about it? Because that's where we want to begin. Does God even say anything about abortion? Does he say anything about life, when life begins and so forth? So join with us on that episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.